Welcome to Postcast. The rookies combined to lead the Jazz in a close game victory over the Minnesota Timberwolves. Walker Kessler, Ochai Abaji, help with others. Another close game, another win, another fun night. It's all coming up on today's edition of Postcast. David Locke along with Ron Boone as the Utah Jazz beat the Minnesota Timberwolves to take the lead in the season series two games to one. 126-125. It went down to the wire. The Jazz let, trailed by five with five left. Were able to work their way back. They trailed by as many as eight heading to the fourth quarter. Minnesota loses their tenth game this year. They've led while going into the fourth or going led at the half. That's the most in the NBA. They were actually 17-2 when they led going into the fourth. And the Jazz did it 39 points offensively. Walker Kessler, Ochai Abaji are probably the story tonight. Defense deserves a lot of talk, too. But, wow, Ron, just another close game. This team has now played, I think it's 13 of their last 14 games have been clutch games. Uh, or 12 of their last 13 games have now been clutch games. It's, a, it's incredible to be a part of this every night. So you're saying the Jazz are overdoing it. <laughs> but so it's, it's amazing that, you know, we talk about giving yourself a chance to win basketball games, staying in them, especially on the road. And, and give yourself a chance to win, whether it's down the stretch or in the fourth quarter or what. And the Jazz is just one of those teams that play hard enough and make cover up for the number of mistakes they make in order to, to stay in ballgames. Yeah, I mean, they're making enough mistakes that they get in close games, right? There's yeah, a, there's, there there is an adage in the league that really good teams don't play close games. Okay, so we're, we're playing a lot of close games, and there, there, there are enough mistakes. But the fight, Ron, like, you know, like they were down tonight. By, by six at the half, they then went down. They, they really had a good third quarter, but then ended up down eight going into the fourth. They went down double digits in the fourth right away. And just to stay with it is such an impressive, impressive aspect of the character that this team is this year. Yeah, they were up, what, five or something like that, and they give up an offensive rebound that probably would have, I thought, sealed the basketball game for them, and they knocked down the... Uh, Minnesota knocks down a three. Now you got another tight ball game. Those type of mistakes, not getting uh, an offensive rebound. And maybe the, it was a long rebound, probably a 50-50 ball, but they didn't come up with it. But uh, stay with things like this. And, and, boy, this just makes teams awfully tough uh, late in the year when you're when you're playing basketball games that, that mean really mean something. Well, the other one is when you go look at the fourth quarter box tonight, minutes played for Walker Kessler. 546, all clutch. Ochai Abaji, 847, the final 847. The Jazz closed tonight with the two rookies. The rookie power of Ochai Abaji and Walker Kessler closing the game on the road. You know, the point of this season is the beginning of the Will Hardy era and the beginning of a development of a new thing. You can't get anything better for these kids than this these experiences. And to be honest with you, I was looking at the stat sheet, looking at the monitor, looking at uh, Kessler with only uh, 25 minutes, and I'm thinking, boy, he's got to put him back in there soon, you know. And, and uh, Will stayed with the lineup he had out there on the floor. They were able to stay close. They end up outscoring the Timberwolves 39 to 30 in the yeah 39 to 30 in that fourth quarter and when and Kessler comes into the ball game with what, five minutes to go and okay and it was close enough to where the Jazz ended up winning it but honestly I was looking at that at 25 minutes and thinking you know why isn't he going back in the ball game? well think about what Walker Kessler's done he's 44 games into his NBA career and we want to know why he's not playing <laughs> why you're not playing and he's yeah. just impact <laughs> impact the game dramatically tonight Tim Lacombe uh, had the number and I will now pull it the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, final number is 
18 of 36 at the rim tonight. 50%. Walker Kessler has become a bona fide deterrent at the rim in the NBA in his opening season, replacing the greatest defensive player this era has seen. It's How would it's you incredible. like to be the 27, 22nd pick in the draft? Rookie, started the season off not getting a lot of minutes, working very, very hard, not even in scouting report. Walter Kessler, who is he? Right. You know, he, well, he blocked four shots in college per game. He averaged eight rebounds. But who is he? Well, well who is he, Ron? <laughs> I think the league knows who he is right I now. I mean, it's interesting. The question is, like, who is he? Like, I actually thought he was Jakob Pertl. He's going to be way better than Jakob Pertl, and Jakob Pertl's really good. Like, I, I don't know who he is. I'm trying to figure out. Like, And then the other the conversation I had with someone last night uh, over dinner was the idea of, like, how many rim defenders are actually better in the league right now? Nick Claxton in, in, in Brooklyn's really, really good, and and – you know, Rudy's obviously elite, but he's not having an elite year. Kessler's actually a better rim defender than Rudy is this year. Um, Giannis is great. Brooke Lopez is great. Like, is can Walker Kessler be Brooke Lopez? Like, Brooke Lopez was a borderline NBA All-Star, averaged 20 points a game at one point in New Jersey, and is now a leading candidate for Defensive Player of the Year. I think he can be a Brooke Lopez in a different offensive type of game. He's not going to be a three-point shooter. I don't think they'll ever ask for him to be a three-point shooter. And my question to you before you ask that question, because that, that made me think about, you know, could he be a, a Brook Lopez, which is something to think about because he is, a, boy, he stretches the floor, blocks shots. He's a good defender, and you can rely on him offensively. And so I was wondering why you were saying that. Will Walter Kessler just be good enough to be a good support player, or will he be one of those players that could um, – be as dominating maybe as a Brook Lopez. I mean, the one thing I will, and we don't. This is probably a longer conversation for another game. And this was just there's so much in this game. Will already made a really interesting conversation the other day about what expanding his offensive game. And he says, "Hey, if we do it correctly and we do it in stages and we don't throw it all at him and we don't give him shiny toys that distract him, and we stick to rebounding and screen setting right now, you go look at Jonas Valanciunas, you go look at Brook Lopez, you even look at Robin Lopez." These guys didn't shoot threes and didn't look like they were going to be three-point shooters at any point in their career, and they progressively were just given little steps along the way, and they became that. And if if he does that, he becomes pretty special. We hope. All right, let's go to Ochai Abaji on the rookie power. You, he jumped out to you tonight. I, I was a little reluctant to get super excited about Ochai when he hit a button when he went 9 of 10 from 3 because I'm like, okay, you're not going 9 of 10 from 3. In the recent, he went 3 for 4 tonight. In the recent games, he's showing a dramatic amount more than just getting hot from 3 on, te- on spot-up shoes in the corner. What are you seeing out of him? Let's start with the defensive side of the ball. He's strong enough, and I think he has great footwork, and, and, and that defense will continue to get better. Um, he can defend the rim. You know, someone doesn't necessarily have to shoot over the top of him. I think he's strong enough. All of that on the defensive side of the ball means that, you know, he could be a, a very good defensive player. Uh, once he starts to get to the point where he's studying guys, uh, film sessions with, with some of the, the, the coaches and take to the point where it's instinctive that he knows how to defend Edwards, Anthony Edwards, and knows his strong points and his weak points, and then he becomes a better defensive player. Offensively, he's just, he has the game. He definitely has the game. The instinct is what I'm very impressed with there as well. And, and, and not just standing around, and as I mentioned a couple of times, moving without the basketball, getting to the right spot, not afraid of the moment, 
And again, Will is giving him the, the luxury of not having to worry about making a mistake. I'm coming out of the ball game. He's done. I, I'm curious. We're going to watch the game on the plane, but I'm curious to rewatch it, and I'll have postcasts. Or I'll have uh, locked on jazz for you tomorrow. Uh, the one thing I was worried about, there were a bunch of plays recently where guys were straight up on him, and he kind of stood up, and they blew by him, and by the right. time he reacted, yeah. he was too late. I didn't see that tonight. Like, I wonder if that developed. Hey, you've got to be in the NBA. you got to be ready every second because, as you always talk about, Alec Burks used to do this all the time. If you have to make two moves to their one, you're dead. You're beat. You're dead. Right. And he's really done a nice job. There's a bunch of guys got a shout-out here because th- there was a lot of aspects of this game. The fight, the big-picture story from a team is fight and, cons- and just staying in it in another close game. And, and they've actually, I think they're three in, three in their last six close games after that stretch of, of two, losing uh, 50, uh, 12 of 14. So I think we're seeing some improvement there. Um, Mike Conley, I thought, was fabulous tonight on a, def- on a game in which they're double-teaming and trapping the ball, and he's got to make reads all the time. I thought he was great. I thought Colin Sexton, in a time in which the Jazz uh, really needed him, his first step was unbelievable. His attack of the basket, he made some plays that are enough to like literally make you jump out of the building um, in frustration. But his his where he is excellent, he is really excellent. Yeah, without a doubt, he t- really takes advantage of his quickness. Uh, that first step, as you talked about, it's good enough, and and the, and this outside shot is respectful enough that. He becomes a, one of those players. But what do I want to try to take away from him? And if you if you're too close to him, he's going to he's going to go by you. And then he has enough respect, I think, to, sh- to shoot the three or the mid range game there as well. Um, few other notes on this one. I thought uh, I want to give a shout out to Jared Vanderbilt because while we're all talking Walker Kessler, Jared Vanderbilt had a really really good fourth quarter. That's why Walker Kessler didn't check in until five thirty six left because Jared was doing a lot of good things at that point of the ball game. And playing well. And then the other thing I wanted to make sure we mentioned was the, uh, I, I thought the whole key to the entire game is that Jaden McDaniels foul trouble. Foul, foul trouble. He yes. had completely taken Clarkson out. He's really, really good. And then why he stayed on the bench as much as he did, I think, is an interesting question. He finished with five fouls. He got to put one on his pillow tonight. And that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, but Jaden McDaniels, uh, who missed the three in the corner, it was pl- they were plus 11 in the 20 minutes he was on the floor, they were minus 13 in the 28 minutes he was not on the floor uh, tonight. So I thought that was a lot. Anything that, else you want to add, Yeah, Ron? that last bucket there with, with, with um, uh, McDaniels down in the corner, that probably was the second option. I was concerned about him being there, but it was probably the second option because the Jazz did take away the dribble drive there of, of, um, of Anthony Edwards going to the basket. So the next logical play for him was that, was that pass in the corner. So I, I think everything was going to be Anthony Edwards trying to get to the basket in that short clock. Uh, there's a bunch of Timberwolves fans in our chat. I actually will leave you, you Timberwolves fans. Timberwolves fans. Okay. I actually will leave you with this. Rudy Gobert's great. It has not worked out particularly well for you yet. I get it. You're not as good when he's on the floor than when he's off the floor. It gotta be. It's got to be crazy frustrating for you. 45 games in the season. I'd still have faith. He's a really, really, really special player who changes the game in a way that almost no other player in the league does. From a Jazz fan standpoint, we couldn't be more ecstatic that Walker Kessler seems to be the next building block piece for us in that. But if I'm a Timberwolves fan, I know you're 22 and 23, but I would not get despondent about this. I talked to Rudy for a while tonight. He has a lot of belief. He likes a lot of the guys. He thinks there's a lot of good things um, coming, and I, I wouldn't be despondent if I was a Timberwolves fan uh, on this. So if you're just – I, I caught a few of you in the chat room there. Um, I do think you have bright days ahead. Uh, the team has won, I think, six of its last eight 
For the Jazz, this is just a gutty, awesome win led by the young kids, which is pretty perfect for us in this season. Yeah, let me add to that because a player coming from one team to another, you, you're used to one system, you come to another system, and now you, you, you have a stat sheet, I mean a, a scrapbook just like everybody else, but you're coming to a team that's pretty loaded you know, with, with a lot of talent, and now you've got to make some huge adjustments to how you fit in and how you can be um, uh, respectable, uh, how you can get the job done. It's going to help your team win. And I think Rudy's going through that right now. I thought Quinn was, and I say this a lot, was very creative with Rudy. And I think they have to do that with Rudy there as well. But uh, Minnesota has more athletes than the Jazz had last right. year. I will say this. I'm a little concerned. The only thing I would say if I, on this, and that's a longer, we can move on. Uh, some of the pregame press conference stuff, from Chris Finch about the way he wants to play defense does not that does not that's not what Rudy Gobert does and that to me was a little unnerving if I so so if Minnesota would like to lose every game the rest of the way we're fine with it because we have your draft pick and we'd appreciate it have a good night <laughs> Alan Horton